the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, welcome back. 602-508-0960. I am Seth Liebson coming to you from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studio. Veteran-owned Midas Gold Group sponsored. They are your trusted source for precious metals. I'll go to calls in just a moment. What did you do last night, David? Anything fun? Did you go to the Dirty Drummer again? I lifted weights. You did? Yes. Okay. I went to the meat room. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm glad you coughed on that. That's good. That's oh, yeah. good. Nobody else laughed. No, I'm not laughing. I just said I was glad you did. Hope we, so we don't ever have to hear that voice again. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Jan is in surprise. Hello, Jan. How are you? Good, morning. Good afternoon, Seth. I loved your monologue oh, today. You. I mean, it's so perfect. Thank We'd you. love to put that on our website in the Seth Corner if you have a minute to send it to us. Oh, you're okay. that Jan. Yeah, I'm that Jan. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? I'm Jan? fine. It's nice to hear your voice, dear. I'll happily send it okay. to you. Okay, listen. I have the perfect personal experience that explains the difference and the uh, what, what is at the heart of the difference between the Republican Party here in Surprise, uh, particularly, and the Democrat Party? As you know, you have moderated and spoken before our group uh, uh, with our Republican Club here. And you, you, you remember that we always open with an invocation and then we do the Pledge of Allegiance very respectfully. On our invocation, because we have a large Jewish population, at the end of our invocation, we do not say in Jesus' name. We say in God's holy name, out of respect for the fact that, that there's a difference and there can be a difference, very accepted. So out of curiosity, we started going to the Democrat meeting here in Sun City Grand just because we want, I mean, they've had, they've had Adrian Fontes. We wanted to go and listen to him talk about how he's raising money outside of Arizona to keep Arizona blue and and so uh, they also, this last, this last meeting, they had all the candidates that are running for District 8 position. They still do not say, they do not have an invocation, and they do not say the pledge. I've attended, and uh, other members of our group have attended. They don't even say the almost. pledge, huh? They don't say the pledge. I, you, know, you know, if they don't say the invocation, I guess, you know, that's their choice. But they do not say the Pledge of Allegiance before. Isn't to me, that, that goes to the very heart of this new silly Black Lives Matter, and uh, the, the Black People's Anthem. I, it's just all part of... You know, it's deciding, so interesting but, to me, Jan. I remember well the nineteen. Um, the 1988 presidential campaign between uh, George H.W. Bush and Michael Dukakis. And, you know, he got so tongue-tied and hung up and angry, Dukakis did, uh, when George Bush brought this up. And it was a big darn deal. It was a big darn deal because he didn't want the Democratic Party to be seen as any less patriotic than the Republican Party. Now they just make no bones about it. You will recall that the second largest uh, chapter of the Democratic Party in Arizona down in uh, down in Tucson had an F the fourth 
celebration for July 4th, and they spelled out the word. They didn't say F the 4th. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And the the Arizona State Legislature Democratic Caucus put out in 2020, put out a um, put out a quote by uh, one Asada Shakur, who is a self-declared Marxist uh, with blood on her hands on the FBI most wanted list and on the lamb in Cuba. They just make no bones about this stuff. And yet they say, well, you shouldn't question our patriotism. How about you don't question your patriotism? Exactly. I don't understand why Democrats. I mean, these are my neighbors. Mm-hmm. We all we have a fabulous community here at Sun City Grand. Mm-hmm. But why they're not saying, hey, listen, we should be saying the Pledge of Allegiance. If, in fact, we are Americans, as we claim to be, that's some that's part of our spirit, our soul, our 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 basis of, of being. And for that political organization, I mean, I I. Because I get speakers for all uh, all over Maricopa County, I go to many different Republican meetings. Every single one of them, they start with the Pledge of Allegiance. Every single one, without question. So I'm just, I, I think that says it all. It's almost, it's think, almost, Seth? you know, I have to tell you, it almost sounds like it's a, it's not like they've neglected it and it was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. It's almost as if. If you were to tell them, they would say, oh, yeah, we should do that. It's not that. It's it's almost as if they, this was a deliberate choice. You know, Absolutely. we're not going to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, that prayer that. thing is interesting to me. I um, yeah. I don't know if I was right to do this or not, but I was speaking um, at a um, at a uh, religious conference. Uh, was it out in Gilbert? Young David, you were there. On yeah, Mar- it was okay. uh, in the boonies. Yeah, in Gilbert. And um, we can't call our audience the boonies. It was out in Gilbert. Well, Gilbert perfectly has very res- nice places. I've uh, told you about perfectly respectable. It was in the boonies of Gilbert. <laughs> perfectly respectable part of Arizona, Gilbert. Nice part. Uh, anyway, it was a conference on marriage, and it was a, a religious organization. And um, amongst my tasks in giving the opening remarks was to start with a prayer, Jan. Okay. And uh, you know what I did? I don't know if I was right to. I've done all these kinds of things before, but I, mm-hmm. I just tried an experiment uh, to kind of talk about where we were as a country losing our institutions and how important marriage is and it's one of the building blocks and all right. that. So, one of the things I, you know, what prayer I read? I read the Regent's Prayer, which okay. um, the Supreme Court made illegal in 1962 to recite in the New York Public School. New York City public schools. And it's, it's you know, it's about the most in, innocuous prayer one could have or read in one sense, but it's also deeply meaningful in another. It's only like 21 or two words. I'll read it to you right now. It's, Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. Nice yeah. thing to open the school day with. Why not? Absolutely. A blessing Why for not? our teachers and our parents and our country. And it, it's, okay. an, you know, anyone could say that, whatever your religion, I would think. And mm-hmm. and so I, I decided to open with that and then go on a riff about how when even we can't say that in our public schools, um, or at least when the majority of the school board in New York City thought that that was OK and the Supreme Court said it wasn't, I said when even that as far back as 1960, is it any wonder other institutions have started to fall apart. But what a nice concept that we would 
ask for a prayer on both our parents and our on not both on the series the of our parents, our teachers, and mm-hmm. yes, our teachers and our country. And why Absolutely. can't we be the movement that tries to restore that notion? Anyway, if Absolutely. I ever have the opportunity to speak to your group again and be asked to start with a prayer, I think I'll start with that one. We would have you do it. <laughs> and you know you're always welcome here, Seth, <laughs> anytime you, you want to come here. So, thank you. Fact, I have to wait for the gas prices to go down a little bit. Okay. Well, we can pay for your gas. That's one thing we can do. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Right now, I'm working with somebody very, very interesting and very high up. If we are able to get him, you are the moderator. You are going to be the moderator, so just be, just well, wait well, a couple weeks. Well, why, why don't you get him by telling him uh-huh. you're working on someone very interesting and high up, referring to me? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's I, I, would, I do it the I other would, way around and see. Bless you, dear. Okay, so. Yeah, okay, no, God thank bless you. you. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know I have a competitive spirit a little bit. It's a little fun. So competitive. Here's how competitive my spirit is. Last I got to hear it. You know our friend, my friend Anne. Mm-hmm. She texted me last night. And said, you know, I haven't seen you on Peloton in a while. Uh-oh. And she sent me some of her her recent scores and uh, scores achievements. And I said, <laughs> so I, late last night I got on there and beat some records. Just she, to, she knew how to go. You she, know, right she knows how to go. She always knows. That. She liked Agni. If I... I don't know. That might be an insult. I don't mean it as an insulting comparison. People know how much I love Dagny. She liked Dagny. Knows how to get my yeah, get my goat. A little bit of a competitive spirit there. So I did a fifteen miler last night. Anyway, um, thank you. Okay, six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Anything on your mind? And yes, if you want tickets for our great event with Mike Gallagher and Brandon Tatum, 960thepatriot.com, Fighting for Freedom, March 26th, Arizona Christian University. Um, and if you want to enter for uh, the opportunity to win a pair of free tickets, you can email David Dahl, ddahl at salemphx.com. If not, tickets available, 960thepatriot.com. It'll be a great time. Uh, I was going to say like the Flintstones, a gay old time, but I don't know. It won't be that. It's a serious issue, a set of issues we'll be discussing. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, coming to you live from the 960 Patriot Broadcast Studios, brought to you by the veteran-owned Midas Gold Group, your trusted source for precious metals. Let us go to Chad, who is in Glendale. Hi, Chad. Hey, Seth. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Hey, I wanted to ask you about you're talking about Biden and his little speech yesterday. I, I, I just happened to see the thing live. And um, it really kind of struck me that Biden has a, he, he, he has this really feeble walk as he comes walking out. And, and yesterday I was actually surprised at how kind of demonstrative he was during the talk and he's he's he looked i thought he looked for him he looked really lucid hmm. and then at the very end he says i'm not going to take any any questions and whoever it was yelled out of the, the gallery that asked him the question that he just completely stumbled on mm-hmm. and and my thought was that no one 
has made the connection of he was reading the narrative the whole time on the teleprompter. And as soon as somebody asked him a question, he had no idea what he was saying. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I'm looking at the transcript. <coughs> Excuse me, Chad. I'm looking at the transcript right now. And uh, I don't doubt that he had uh, a teleprompter for his main course of remarks. But then he said this, according to the transcript. Folks, you're going to ask me questions. Hang on a second. I'm going to be back on Thursday, and I don't want to prejudice what may be going on in negotiations now, so I'm not going to be answering any questions. I'll be back Thursday to stand here with you and answer all the questions you want. Thank you. Then someone said, can we ask you about the hostage deal, sir? What needs to get done for the hostage deal to get resolved? So I don't even know if he didn't, and then he proceeded to do the garbled thing that we spoke of the gabby johnson thing earlier so i don't even know i mean i hate to put it this starkly chad but i don't even know if i mean why he engaged that if he had just said i'm not going to take any questions i'll wait till thursday why he didn't is it because he also has trouble walking off a stage which we know is also a problem i don't know nothing about that was a good moment nothing about that was right that's the word it just Everything about it wasn't right. Well, something's just, not right. Just, something's not right. I, I don't know how they. I don't know how they get him pumped up or primed to go in and to to look good, so to speak, where he can actually sound sound like he's got it together, and then the next second he's got no idea where he is. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if you can do that. Um, I know that he won't do the 60 minutes post-Super Bowl interview. I know that he hasn't had a cabinet meeting in at least three months. That's curious. Um, I know that he didn't know or think he needed to know the whereabouts of his Secretary of Defense for the course of three days when we were being attacked by our Iranian proxies. Um, I, I, You know, nothing here is right. But then when you saw him yesterday, and as I played the audio and read, speaking about the opposition, talking about Hamas, it was the opposition, it was a reporter that yelled, you mean Hamas? And he said, yes, yes, uh, Hamas. Um, and then he said, you know, they're they're a little over the top, a little over the top. Uh, nothing about this is right. And then saying, you know, our negotiations with them are ongoing. I don't know that that was not supposed to be said, that we're negotiating with Hamas seems to me a news story. Well, uh, he, 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 he's just a wild card. But two other two other quick things, Seth. I listen to you all the time. I love the show. The. American, not the, the national anthem drives me b- beyond crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm a European American. My, my, my ancestors came here in 1873 from Germany, and I'm a mutt like everybody else. But why, why, why am I not walking around saying I'm a German American? I'm a European American. No, I'm an American. 
I'm not an African American. There's there, there, African American black folks are no more Af- African than I am German. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get why they why they push this on us. I didn't watch the NFL for two years with the Colin Kaepernick. You know, um, my uh, my associate here, Mr. Bill, stopped watching professional. Bill, when did you stop watching? I think the minute the Kaepernick thing, he hasn't resumed. And he loves sports. He loves sports. He can tell you, Mr. Bill can tell you everything about football and baseball and basketball from basically 1920 forward until about 20. 15 he just stopped he he won't do it and any item item of nike clothing that he owned he he gave away or threw away he just won't do it he just won't participate well, in it i mean i i yeah i, w- I, 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 I wouldn't buy anything I, nike <laughs> yeah i mean it's he went hardcore on it but they've ruined it as dennis said they've ruined sports now yeah the issue of you know i said the other day we were you know, sending our best wishes to the king of England. I said, you know, there is something still that rubs me raw about our esteem for, you know, royal leadership because it means rule by blood. And that's not what we are here. That's not what we did here. In fact, the whole point of our revolution here was to oppose that sort of thing precisely, right? Not that sort of thing, precisely that thing. Rule by blood. That your blood determines your quality of leadership, your qualification for leadership, or your entitlement to it. That's why we started this country, to say no to all that. Uh, We fought damned hard in World War II against a power that also thought blood mattered and dictated who you were and thought and the and the and the measurement of you know what your brain and character could be that's not who we are and by blood you can impose or exchange the exchange it with the word race ethnicity anything you want we are humans and we are americans and everything else is redolent of the worst aspects in human and world history. And we're slipping right back into it, baby. We're slipping right back into it. Well, one one last quick thing. Yes, sir. My white privilege allowed me to get up at 3.30 this morning to go to work. Good for you. Okay? Yes, sir. So, you know, I don't look at anybody except for what I'll, I'll tell you a story about white privilege do. when we come back. I'll tell you a story when we come back. Friends, the folks at Midas Gold Group have told me the U.S. government and the Fed will have no choice but to eventually steer interest rates lower because if they don't, the current level of interest rates will bankrupt the nation. There's no telling when the dam will break. But when it does, Midas wants to make sure you have flood insurance. In this case, gold. Call Midas Gold Group now. Look into the opportunities gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call 480-360-3000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Midas Gold Group is the nation's number one veteran-owned gold IRA firm. Protect your assets. Call 480-360-3000. That's 480-360-3000. Midas Gold Group, always faithful. MidasGoldGroup.com. Uh, Gordon, hold on a second. I'll come right right to you. Chad, are you still with me? 
I sure am. Yeah, uh, on white privilege. A friend of mine uh, <clears throat> was um, doing a Zoom call back in the days when that's how you had to have business meetings because you weren't allowed to meet in person. And he was part of a new, assemb- newly assembled tech team. And uh, they all went around on the Zoom call to kind of say a few words about themselves. And uh, the person, I, the person right before him, uh, noticed that um, that my friend was the only one who was not a, in the parlance of our time, person of color. And he said uh, something very close to the effect of, perhaps when you introduce yourself, you want to say something about your white privilege. And this was 2020 when all that nonsense was really on in fifth gear. And uh, my friend said, my white privilege, my white privilege, my white privilege. Well, I never knew my grandfather because he was killed in Auschwitz. And um, my mom's sisters have tattoos on their arms. What more do you want me to say about my white privilege? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what more needs to be said about this nonsense. I really don't. No, it's it's nonsense. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Nonsense. But I love that you got up at 3 in the morning to go to work. Can you tell me what you do? I'm in construction management. God bless you. I love it. And um, started out as a concrete labor yeah. and worked my way up. Yeah. So. God love you. Um I don't want to hear it from anybody. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. I do. I love work ethics. I love work ethics, and I love early morning risers. Um, I love. I love. I love the early mornings. Um, you will. You will be very hard pressed to find someone unproductive who gets up early in the morning. You will find very hard pressed to find someone who gets up early and is also unproductive. Um, you will also, it's been my um, observation, you will find it very hard to find someone who gets up early that only has one job. And you will find productive people have more than one job, not always because they have to, but because they want to. They want to. And um, it just makes it so much more the shame when you see what's going on with the work ethic in this country and the eligible working age males what, ages uh, roughly 24 to 54, um, the millions upon millions of them who just don't work at all simply have receded from the workforce, just don't work at all. It's a real tragedy. Um, And we made it worse. We made it worse with COVID. We said a lot of things that were important weren't important. We said school wasn't important after spending decade upon decade upon decade, really century upon century upon century talking about the importance of school, but particularly here in America. And um, and we said work wasn't important. How'd that work out for us? Did our scores go up? Did our students' health get better? Are we a more productive country? Are, is our workforce what it used to be? Is our work ethic what it used to be? Natural things were taken away. Natural things. How do, how do I know that work is a natural inclination? It's a natural inclination because one of the best and favorite 
games children play when they are children is at work. They want to play. They love playing store. They love, used to, I don't think you can anymore, they used to love playing cops and robbers. They used to love construction games and building blocks. They love work or analogs to it. All right. Sorry, Gordon, hang on. I'll get right back to you and anyone else uh, on the way back on the other side. I'm Seth Leibson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show, 602-508-0960. Gordon in Phoenix, thank you for your patience, sir. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure to speak to you again. A pleasure to speak to you. Well, uh, um, going on uh, Dennis Prager's uh, nice monologue this morning and, and calling out all the injustices that the NFL has created on our on our fans, I uh, I really stopped watching the NFL in 2016 after they forbade the Dallas Cowboys from honoring the five police officers that were killed. Oh yes, there was a decal or an armband they wanted to wear or something it, it was a decal yeah, yes. yeah 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 and I, I i that was so egregious that i, I that was it that was it for me yeah and i i grew up in dallas i was a huge cowboys fan i even knew some of the cowboys personally and, and it just it was it used to be really known as america's team and they wouldn't yes. let the players salute the police with a decal or an emblem huh Incredible. Yeah, uh, there was f- five police officers yep. and nine nine other police officers yep. were injured and two and two innocent bystanders. That's right. By this. That's yeah, right. To, by by a person to be yet unnamed. So you know. That's yeah. right. Um. So that that started a while back with with the NFL. That was in 2016. They forbade that. Yeah. The police they rely on to protect them. At the NFL. Exactly. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, Just such an American. I mean, words fail. Words fail. Well, and the irony is the man was obviously deranged, yeah. but he was also uh, could have probably been. No, I understand it. Around. I get it. And yeah. it reminds me of, uh, gosh, there was a picture. Bill, do you remember this? There was a picture in L.A., of a bunch of National Guardsmen kneeling down before a BLM protest, and Kurt Schlichter twixed out, surrender to China now. It'll just or, be or a, China invade now. China, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. China yeah. invade <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, we have a lot of work to do, Gordon. People yes, want to know do. why we say make America great again. Is it that hard to understand what we're talking about? Is it that hard to understand? <laughs> well, on a, on a somewhat segue to that, and on, and on a positive note, I was elated to hear that Dr. Jasser has decided to run for Congress. No one better, man. No one better. Oh, my yeah. gosh, yes. That man, that man is a gift. He certainly is. He is an American treasure. You bet he is. You bet yes. he is. Thank you for your kind words and call, Gordon. Thank you very much. Well, certainly. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I don't know, Mr. Bill, do you have anything to add to any of this? I was saying, I think you were on another call at the time. I was saying you gave up watching professional sports circa 2015. I couldn't have said things better than Gordon, and he's got me by one year. I quit in 2017. Oh, it was when 2017. When the, the protesting the flag and mass started. Was that what the Colin... 
Capitol yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it was right after President Trump said, wouldn't it be great if they kicked one of these guys off the team? <laughs> and then they all said, oh, yeah, watch this. <laughs> and I thought, oh, all right, that's they, that's how they treat us. I'm out. I said, you know, everything there is to know about baseball, basketball, and football from about 1920 to about 2015. But That's a generous range. Thank you. 2017, maybe. Yeah. You just stopped. You're just done with it. Yeah, I'm I'm a guy that um I think they don't think I exist. Yeah, that yeah. They they, they don't think want you we to just exist. said that but we still watch, but no, I'm I'm really not you're, watching. Yeah, you're really not. Yeah. Is, is it a viable strategy long-term strategy to just hope that someday better people get in charge yeah. and we can watch again or yeah. just wait it out? I I feel pretty powerless there, but that's yeah. all, all I can do, I guess. I know. I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. Hardest thing to predict, you know. Yeah. Right, Yogi Berra. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> that's a sports guy I knew. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Bill. Young David, you were contributing something on the break that I didn't um, give enough shrift to. What was I saying? Uh, something about how do you know we were meant to work? Oh, <laughs> oh, just funny business, really. What? But uh, the reason we all know we were meant to work is because we were designed to work. We were designed to be caretakers of a garden, caretakers of creation. We were designed to have tasks, which, you know, I went to a Bible college. I've got all of this uh, rolling around in my head, which means that in the next world, we will probably have jobs of our own and roles and assignments in which we are going to. That's so interesting that you say that. You know, I'm the last guy to talk theology with probably, but if you probably asked most people their idea of heaven, um, in some respects, I don't think work would be part of their description. And you're saying, no, we'll have jobs. Well, I think it's an unfair assessment for us to say that work in and of itself is an evil. Yeah. There's not very much evidence to suggest that work is an evil. Uh, tiring is an evil. Toil is an evil. Overworking, cheating unfairly paying your workers. Slavery. Yes, exactly. Those are all evils. Yeah. But work in and of itself is not an evil. It's a natural— You're designed yeah. to be creators. Yeah. And it is, it takes hard work That's and good. good work. You told our operations manager, Jeremy, this just the other day. You said, you're never going to regret having gone to the gym. It's always the regret that goes before you go to the gym. You're never upset after you've finished a good job, and you always look back on the good job, and you say, wow, I did that, and you know what? Next time I can do it again, and probably just as quicker, and I know all about the secrets of doing it, and I'm proud of myself for having done this large accomplishment when it comes to either a a physical goal that you're trying to attain or uh, a more traditional career-oriented goal that you're trying to attain. And once you've done so, you look back on it, and you say, wow. I did that. That's fascinating. And I can move forward oh. and do it again, and it'll be easier. That's fascinating. So I was cursing Anne before the workout, but then I was thanking her afterwards. Well, you sure were. You're joking yeah. about it today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a quote from Ray Bradbury. You guys know who Ray Bradbury is, Fahrenheit 451. And I think it goes straight to what you were talking about, David. It's one of my favorite quotes. Think about this imagery. Everyone must leave something behind when he dies. My grandfather taught me that. A child or a book or a painting or a house or a wall built or a pair of shoes made. Or a garden planted. Something your hand touched some way so your soul has somewhere to go when you die. 
And when people look at that tree or that flower you planted, you're there. It doesn't matter what you do, he said, so long as you change something from the way it was before you touched it into something that's like you after you take your hands off of it. The difference between the man who just cuts lawns and a real gardener is in the touching, he said. The lawn cutter might just as well not have been there at all. The gardener, he'll be there for a lifetime. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. James is in Scottsdale. Hi, James. Hi, how you doing, Seth? I'm hey, fine. Uh, don't get a chance. I don't get a chance to uh, listen to the show as much since I work from home. I usually catch you on the way home, uh, but I caught it today. And uh, being that we're coming up on uh, the Super Bowl here, um, it's been several years since I've watched uh, the NFL. I'm a diehard. I played football in uh, junior college. Um, coached, um, very, very, uh, die in the world, die in the wool, uh, football guy. And, um, I stopped watching about the time that they didn't do anything with Kaepernick. And then, um, always been a Raider fan, Raider fan on sabbatical now. And, um, when they covered up Marshawn Lynch, when he sat on the bench, I was like, you know, you're doing something wrong. Um, it's, it's just ridiculous. But my point is on that and my support of, uh, your fellow there is that what people don't understand, they continue to, um, aimlessly watch this is the influence that the NFL has had on, um, the deaths of not only officers, but civilians. And if you really want to break it down, the whole, um, Kyle Rittenhouse thing that's a direct influence from things like the NFL and the NBA and what they're doing. And my, my position on it and the question that was posed just a minute ago was, uh, are, is anybody, I mean, are we going to hold out someday? Are we going to get new leadership and we're going to be able to watch the NFL again? It's going to take a huge gesture on the NFL's part, um, to apologize to the citizens of America, to the police officers, to the military. I, I'm with you on that, James. I think it's going to, I think it is, and I think that it will happen. I think one day we're going to look back, if it's not too late, and say, what the heck were we thinking? And it won't be the word heck. Um, boy, we could, you're a Raiders fan. We could have used you the other day. We were debating whether Lyle Alzado played with uh, Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. I no they no they I, I don't, Lyle yeah, was I don't in Denver at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As we as, as since you weren't there to help us, we had to go to the Google machine to look that up. Duck duck go. Lyle, uh, duck, duck, go. Almost would have been in uh, Cleveland. I think he was at Cleveland at one time too. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. Good. There was a stop in Cleveland. Yeah, there was a stop in Cleveland. Mr. Yeah. Bill says, "God bless you, James. I'm sorry it's a short segment, but don't be a stranger and." Um, you can catch any show, even if it's not live, at 960thepatriot.com. We put it all up there for you. All right, thanks. Uh, Congressman Shattuck coming up. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.